Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here alongside me, Robbie Triano from SiriusXM. It is our weekly Tuesday takes with Mr. Triano. We'll discuss the television deal and how the competition of the league helped us get that deal to this point. Kansas State, future Big 12 champions. Oklahoma State and Texas having quarterback issues. And Richard Reese, is he a future star? All that and more coming up. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast today, brought to you by the folks at LinkedIn. If you guys need to find somebody, best way to hire is going to LinkedIn, which reminds me, I need to update my own LinkedIn account. Uh, Robbie Triano is here. He would like to tell you guys, first off, Subscribe to Locked On Big 12. But, Robbie, you've got some news, too. So where can the folks now uh, now find you in addition to all the other places they used to? So when you're done listening to this and you're done listening to SiriusXM's Big 12 today, I'm starting a basketball podcast for all the Big 12 fans out there. So we'll talk about all things Big, Big 12 basketball, men's and women's. It's called the Midwest Madness Podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple, whatever is in the world. We're going to YouTube soon. but Season starts in one week. I know. One week. I can't I believe. Know. On Monday, November 7th, Big 12 basketball is here. I'm not ready. You're not ready. Get caught up with me. I'll, I'll take care of it. Yeah, part of the 1012 Network. Everybody knows they do great work over there. So glad to have Robbie now uh, gets his own pod. Everybody's got a podcast these days. I know. Um, uh, so one thing you know we have to talk about here before we get going with some of the takes is Robbie and I have been working, you know, Robbie's been covering the Big 12 before I have, but um, a lot of, it was really difficult. I was just a lot of anxiety and stuff, but I've mentioned this before, but um, one thing you and I are going to talk about today is Kansas State and TCU, and we'll probably throw in some Baylor, we'll probably throw in some Oklahoma State, and we're going to talk about Texas Tech, and, uh, you know, all of those schools are not Oklahoma or Texas, and I think one thing we have to mention here is Robbie, like how good this league performed and how it had to perform well. Because one thing that we know in the sports business journal article uh, from uh, the folks over there was that the competition of the league is what helped persuade Fox that they should still keep a big 12 television package, which ultimately helped the big 12 reach the figure that they reached and help them. Now, eventually we hope distribute over $50 million dollars, in revenue uh, per school when it all is said and done with everything totaled up in the end, but it helped them reach that 380 figure, at least to the television side of things per year. So I think it's just, you and I were nervous, man. I remember you and I texting back and forth. We were nervous about the league because we didn't know about its future. You know, we talked about, Hey, we had to produce over on the sec channel at Sirius. Is there, you know, is the lockdown big 12 podcast going to exist all of this kind of stuff. And it felt like we got stabilized for a bit, but this was, I, I use a more of a term, like this was a nail in the coffin, right? This was the, this was the kind of, all right, all right we're okay. We're going to be fine. Because as much as we like to say, Hey, it looks like the league's fine. We're going to be fine. There's still that small sliver of you, that small percentage of you. That's still like, man, could the Pac-12 take these schools? Could somebody else take, you know, could the Big Ten take Kansas? Well, no matter no matter how small, there was a small portion of me that was always, no matter how small a fraction was, this took that away. And 
yeah, the yeah. competition of the league is why they mentioned it in the article. This is why, uh, you know, this league will continue to persist and, and succeed. Yeah. And I think when it comes to this deal, I think the big 12 has shown that it can be the entertainment that it is like we watch sports because it is entertainment. Mm-hmm. And as much as we want to say college athletics is amateurism, it, it really isn't. It is entertainment. That's why we sit on Saturdays. That's why we care about this eight days a week is because of this. And what the Big 12 is showing to be is entertaining. Like last week, TCU plays West Virginia. Best team in the conference, one of the worst teams in the conference. Seven-point spread. I mean, like the fact that every game that you can watch is entertaining. And now with BYU into the fold, you can watch Big 12 football from 11 Central to the end of when BYU plays their night game and bet on that throughout your whole day for all the gamblers. If you love just watching good football, it has proved that this conference over time is the innovator of football when it comes to their offenses, when it comes right now to how to stop these defense, like defensively with John Haycock and all of these different things. The big 12, in my opinion, is the most fun conference, but it doesn't have the talent that is the big 10 and the sec. And what I think this deal is, is awesome for is because without a blue blood brand, they are making an investment ESPN and Fox to say, you know what? We believe in you to be incredibly entertaining. We believe that you will get numbers and you showed it this year. So when people compare the big trend and the sec deals, like this isn't that at all. No, it isn't close. It doesn't pretend to be either. And I think, I think we need to have an understanding of what this is to make a metaphor, an example of it. Big 10 and SEC, they are the NFL. They are that. They have the talent. They will have the Alabamas. They will have all the name brands that you care for when it comes to the playoff picture and when it comes to winning national championships. I don't think the Big 12 has a national championship program in the works in the next five to ten years. I don't think think it's fair for me to even say, you know what, Baylor could because I can't just say that right now. Recruiting rankings, everything involved. But what this league is showing is if that's the NFL – the Big 12 can be a very successful kind of XFL type of brand. <laughs> if you want to get away from that and just get entertained and watch really good football and gamble on that, come to the Big 12. Come to that. You are guaranteed to have a solid watch every single week. And we are proving with a Kansas, like, that. that that's not just an easy thing anymore. That's just right. not a, something you can skip while watching every Saturday. So I think this deal just shows that good football and good entertainment is worth something besides, you know what, you're in a really good TV market or, hey, your alumni base is really large. And the fact that it spreads throughout the whole country, I, it's 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 really remarkable. Yeah, and they mentioned, I mean, you know, in, in the Sports Business Journal article, they, they mentioned like, hey, Kansas State and TC are up top right now. Baylor and Oklahoma State played for the Big 12 championship game last year. All right. There are last, there's only 10 teams in the league. In the last two years, you know, it looks like there are four top, the four top teams that you want to put in quotations, whatever, are non-Oklahoma or Texas teams, as it stands right now. Obviously, that could change. But that's got to be appealing to them. And you think about all the matchups that we've had the last few weeks, and I mentioned this before, but Oklahoma State and Kansas State. Uh, Oklahoma State and Texas did well, obviously involved Texas. Then we had Kansas State and TCU. We had Kansas State and Oklahoma State. Uh, This week on on Big Noon, uh, on Big Fox, they're going to have uh, Texas Tech and TCU, right? That's also nice. They're not going to Michigan for the 80th year. Yeah, they're not, yeah, not that you know they're going to play in Indiana 10th straight week, and it's going to be on big. You know, it's going to be on big noon kickoff. 
Um, yeah, and th- that's that's a huge part of this the competition. And look, like it's not it's not those leagues, but it, it, you know, it's I, I think I think back to like in it's so funny covering this league. All of, you know, the, the SEC, like what they have to worry about, like they don't worry about money at all, right? They just worry about number one versus number two in the country this week, Georgia versus Tennessee. Can't wait to do, and even that's pretty rare, right? I mean, Tennessee, Georgia is a pretty rare thing. It's happening for them, you know. In the Big Ten, I mean, it's it, it it's essentially like. Well, the one day, Robbie, that we're all waiting for is the last day of the season because guess who plays? Ohio State and Michigan. And that game, to this point, I mean, we've seen both teams play Penn State, who's clearly the third best team. Well, I think the third best team in that league right now. In uh, Illinois is right there. Illinois, they're in the mix. Don't, don't get me wrong. But, like, Penn State, I mean, you know, they could hang – they hung a little bit with Ohio State. I think they are ahead right now, in my opinion, of Indiana – or uh, Illinois, excuse me. Um, but, like, it's all going to come down to that, you know – the SEC, it normally comes down to the last Saturday of, of the, the championship Saturday when, when Georgia plays Alabama. Now, this year, they're getting a few of them, right? Alabama-Tennessee tends up being huge, which means now Georgia-Tennessee is going to be huge. Uh, and so, you know, and so on and so forth. So, we've actually gotten a few, more than, a few more than normal, though, right? A few more than normal this year have ended up being really big for them. But they haven't had to worry about the things that we have to worry about. And, uh, you know, we've, we've talked about television, talked about everything else. But amongst all this, amongst all this, like you talked about, that competition in the league has been occurring. I mean, you know, we've had the the ups and the downs in the Oklahoma State and the, the Baylor last year. I mean, what a game at the end, inches away from from a, from a cra- it was a crazy result as it was, but inches away as it was. And we've had, as you mentioned too, Kansas surged in this league. And like Jalen Daniels, you know, I'm not sure how good they do, but that guy is a legitimate, legitimate star player. I don't care about you know if, if I'm a Division one coach, I'm trying to find a way to contact that kid and get him on my team. I, I'm going to try to poach that kid. That kid, hey, you can do better than Kansas, what I'm telling him. But I, I think he'll stay at Kansas. I'm not saying you should leave anywhere. But, like, there are, you know, Deuce Vaughn, I mean, good Lord, that guy's going to have an awesome NFL career. You know what I mean? So while it's not, no, it's not, like you mentioned, Alabama or LSU or whatever, you know, there are there's still a lot of talent in this league. And, there's, and the nice thing is it's spread across all of these teams. And also, these teams have to develop players, too. Deuce is a great example, right? right. Too short. You know, t- yeah. too short. You know, you'll never be anything, whatever. You know, coaches were telling him he's too short. The guy the guy was a star, like, the minute he walked in there. You know, Richard Reese, we heard about him. Diamond in the Rough, we'll talk about him later on. Guy's going to be a star. You know what I mean? Spencer Sanders took a long time for him to be a star. But, he, you know, he became into – he turned into one. Like, there are a lot of great stories in this league, whether it be teams – whether it be individual players, and it's the same sport. It's the same sport as what happens when Alabama plays LSU. It's just a bit more interesting because it's not, you know, it's it's it feels like some of those results are are predetermined. The reason why Tennessee Bama was so amazing this year is because, oh my God, for the first time in how long was it, Robbie? Like 20 years? It finally happened. That's a normal Saturday in our league. That is a normal Saturday in our league, isn't it? Yeah. And another thing why I think Fox and ESPN are investing is when the college football playoffs expand Mm -hmm. and we have the one automatic qualifier for a top ranked team in a conference champion in a conference. I think the big 12 will hundred percent win be one of those top six. I think we can agree with that. So they are making an investment for the time that is right now, November, when it comes to three or four teams that are fighting for that chance to be in the playoff. That is a story. That is a story mm-hmm. when it comes to college football. What is happening in the Big 12? 
You can talk about Alabama's going to be good. Okay. Ohio State's going to be good. But what's happening in the Big 12? You know, why is Texas Tech, like, they weren't ranked high, and now they're going to be fighting for a Big 12 title? So, like, those ratings for the end of the season are so important for them, and I think Mm -hmm. that is why an investment, because that race is a huge story itself, especially if it means you get to see one of these teams in the playoff. That's why I think, like, the investment is worth it for Fox and ESPN, and I think that's why now people are like, okay, can we please expand these playoffs? Because that just means so much more money for everyone, more interest, more people will care about college football, and more people will care about the Big 12 Conference, 100%. Every conference becomes much more important. But like you're you're spot on because it it will feel like for the SEC we're barreling towards Georgia versus Alabama most years, right? And maybe something else comes along, whatever. But like it'll feel like we have a conclusion you know, or a, or a, an idea of what's going to happen. I mean, this year in the in the as I mentioned before in the Big Ten, if we're a standard year, what are we what are we heading towards? Right? We are just barreling towards a Ohio State Michigan game. If you are in the ACC. Um, you know, after that got off a loss from Wake Forest against, you know, Clemson, I'm not really sure what's going to happen there, but we're kind of just on a collision course for Carolina against, against Clemson. And usually we're always on a collision force, a collision course for uh, Clemson to, to curb stomp somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at the big 12 right now, you look at the standings right now. I mean, this would be compelling stuff, especially as the first playoff, you know, playoff rankings come out tonight. It's, it's compelling right now, but Who's the only team it feels like they can make it right now? It's TCU. So they have to go perfect, basically undefeated. They want to make it. That's not the case when they expand this thing. We'll talk about TCU, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, Baylor, and Texas. Five teams with two losses right now. And with the injuries at Oklahoma State, this thing has now become wide open. It's that Oklahoma State thing because they they might drop some more games the rest of the year. And that's this thing now becomes more wide open with that. And that is something that both ESPN and Fox would love to be invested in because it's, it's the league that it's going to deliver fun, exciting games all the way down to the final weekend of the, of the season to determine the champion and then to determine who is in the playoffs. And also Robbie, where are these playoffs going to be shown? They're going to be on ESPN and it sounds like Fox as well. So they're putting an investment in the teams that are going to end up on their channel right. once they get to the playoff too. It's a, it's, it feeds itself in a positive way. So, yeah. And if, the playoffs weren't expanding. I don't think the deal would be like this. I really don't. Right. I, I I think that is also a telltale sign of like how much these two, like Fox and ESPN, like you said, are investing in the playoffs. Because if, if we were to stick to four till 2030, I think this deal is not as valuable at all. At yeah. all. Because if TCU loses, I, like, I don't even think a one-loss Big 12 team can make the title based on like the the top of the league and I really think we're heading towards a crash course of a all Big Ten SEC playoff, which is going to drive the narrative of we need to expand right now. Yeah, we could be I I I think Clemson's got a lot are gonna have to lose though for that to happen to be honest. These days every hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be a hundred percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. That's linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, let's talk about... Your future Big 12 champions, Kansas, in your opinion, not mine. That's not what I'm saying. 
you think you think Kansas State's going to win the Big 12? Now, I have to ask you to differentiate here. Are you saying they're the best team in the Big 12 right now? They're going to end up being or both? Um, A little bit of both because when I look at Kansas State, I think they can do some things that they weren't able to do before. Obviously, with Will Howard as quarterback, which is just crazy to think about. It's like changing to Will Howard is now this thing. But it I, I don't want to discredit Adrian Martinez as well, because I think he got them some wins that without him, they would not be in this this situation today. That win against Oklahoma, 100%. Even though Oklahoma, we didn't know there was bad a bad team then, but he got that. That win against Texas Tech, the win against Iowa State. He got you those wins, and he is hurt. But now we're seeing the offense take a completely different step, and I think it is for the best because this now opens the field for the receivers who are healthy because they didn't really get the ball the first part of the year and also opens everything up for Deuce Vaughn and also just Will Howard. I mean, watching the Oklahoma State game, I know Oklahoma State's pass defense is not very good, actually kind of bad, but he was making some throws. It was like, where have you been? Like, really, where have you been? And then you look at their defense, and they have dudes. Like, you you stop. I don't care about injuries. You stop a team that we thought was one of the best in the conference, especially offensively, to zero points. I don't care who's hurt. I don't care about any of that. If you shut a team out, that should be rewarded. I don't care about any excuses. You shut a team out. And you have this offense going. And I think what they do better than TCU right now is their defense. And I think if they were to play in the Big 12 championship game, we're seeing what has been failing for TCU, even though it hasn't bit them in the butt, and that is bad first halves. They come out slow, and then the next, like the next thirty minutes, they finally pick it up defensively and they make really good adjustments. Good for them. But I don't think now that they can hold on to that formula and expect it to win until the end. So right now, I have Kansas State as my champions. I think they're proving it. They have the talent. They have the star power. Uh, and it's just amazing how a quarterback change has like really put this into the whatever okay all right but let's let's slow down on that so i want to say first of all what a performance what a performance them last week and i want to say on defense like you said they can rush the passer they've got good linebackers they can cover right they can do all of those things they got guys who can make plays the offense and this is where the big question now comes we, we were talking about this yesterday on Big 12 Today. Gay, our colleague, Gay Biker, said their offense is more dangerous now. I agree. I don't know if that means the offense is going to end up being better. And here's why. If it's working at full capacity and he's throwing the ball around like that. Uh, Robbie, he was throwing some missiles. That, that Cade Warner throw was um, heroic. I would almost say it was like a... It was like somebody had, you know, put Superman's cape all of a sudden. The throw at the goal line was a miss. I mean, he threw that thing on a straight line to Deuce Vaughn, only where he could get it. He was moving around. He was confident. That was great. I know he was banged up in the second half of the TCU game, but it's still the same guy. And it's just a week later. I know a week can make a big difference, but it was just a week later. So... When the competition steps up a little bit, because it's it's so funny because I was asking for that offense to be have a more functional passing game, and I think they can with Martinez. 
the there were still some missed throws. There were still some ducks against TCU. There were some there were some confusing throws against uh, against Oklahoma State. Most of them were good though for the most part. And I'll, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. I I don't think we can watch that performance and say, all right, this is what this is what Kansas State's offense is moving forward. What I can do is I can watch TCU drop napalm on teams five times a game. I mean, uh, Robbie, it's getting ridiculous at this point. They they have <laughs> they have one of the best offenses in the country when it comes to plays uh, of you know thirty plus yards or better. They're in second place on that. Forty plus yards or better, they're in third. Fifty plus yards or better, they're in first. Sixty plus yards or more, they're in first. I mean, this offense they drop nuclear bombs on you. Now you're right. The middle stuff can be a little dicey sometimes, especially starting off games. I but last week I didn't think they played particularly well on offense, and they scored 41 points. Yeah, and I think that's that's where that's where I have a problem with saying, all right, give Kansas State the belt. You know that they're kind of the, they're kind of the favorite because while that result was huge and it was the it was the biggest statement I think that we've had this year, I would say TCU cleaning Oklahoma's clock. And this game are the two biggest statements that we've had this season in the league. Correct. I just don't know how repeatable it is. And that's because I don't think they know that they're better off with Will Howard at quarterback. And this becomes a really interesting question now because I don't know if anybody can say 100%. It looks great last week, but you can't guarantee me that looks great moving forward. And where I felt like the offense just needed a slight tweak of Adrian Martinez you know, we saw it against Texas Tech. Texas we saw it against Oklahoma. It wasn't. It wasn't much to do there to really make that thing hum and make that thing go. Now we're seeing it. It looked great, but I don't. Can it be great again? Because it didn't look great in that second half against uh, TCU. And I know they were injured, but I, I'm not sure if it's enough enough of an excuse. So what I think Will Howard just does in general, he may not be what he was against Oklahoma State. Like I fully. Like it's hard to have a backup quarterback who we what we've seen from him before. Like we, I saw him play football before. So like, also it's just a testament of like how important development is. I think working with Colin Klein for the past couple of years as well because he was the QB coach. Now the offensive coordinator. Like that that is just awesome to like understand mm-hmm. like what happens at Kansas State. But I think what Will Howard does is it makes other defenses have to respect the pass a lot more than what they were doing before. And I think Mm. if you have a player like Deuce Vaughn, you just like that just opens up a lot of things for that offense. And I think he can just cause havoc. Like he can just wreak havoc on other defenses. So that's why I like give that more credit because I think right now when it comes to teams in the race, I think Deuce Vaughn is like the most electric, I would say, or I would say most valuable. Yeah. He's no, he's, he's, he is arguably the most difference making player in the league in the title race right now. Wow, actually, that's yeah. I didn't even think about that because I was like, I could say Max Duggan or Quentin Johnson, but I feel like if they went out, there's just other talent there. Um, yeah, well, I mean, if Quentin Johnson's got that one's that one. He might be. He, I don't know. He's kind of in his own weird category just because he's like he plays receiver, which is, you know, it's they can almost feed him like a running back because they can give him the ball near the line of scrimmage or you know, like five yards on and out, and he just nukes you, and then or you just give it to him deep and he'll nuke it either other way. I also have to give credit to Kendra Miller too because if he's not yeah, there, no, I mean, was it's like six yards of carry right now. I, yeah. I just, but Robbie, one thing I want to ask you about this offense is so kind of looking at the rushing stuff and maybe because of the injury last week, but, and they didn't have to this past week. Are you concerned about them losing that running element that made them really dangerous? Cause that two headed monster at running, like this is why the Martinez thing. I think I was like, man, it's just a little bit more of a tweak. 
just take some more shots the passing game. You can you can be okay because your running game's so good. I'm a little worried now they don't have that element because t- if if Will Howard's having a bad game and teams are stacking the box and he's inaccurate, you kind of in a tough spot. I was actually thinking about this and if I was Colin Klein I would 100% do it. Like can you play Will Howard and Adrian Martinez on the field at the same time? The problem is defenses will know what's coming. But right? but that's the deception. Like it could be like Adrian Martinez is like in the backfield with Deuce Vaughn. It's like either we're handing it off or like Will Howard's going to pass it or like the other way, like one of them can be a blocker. And it's, I just think there's a lot of room for creativity there. Like, obviously, like I, right. I don't know Jack anything about like X's and O's. Do you think like they should I, do the Kansas thing where Jason or Jalen Daniels would hand the ball off to Jason Bean who would throw it? Like if you have I a player that. that fast and that elusive like Adrian Martinez and you have the threat of the pass, like I, I think they have to find a way to work that. And especially if you want to win a game, like we know how, like the margin in this league is so small. If you can make teams just like second guess for a second, you can capitalize on that. So that's where I, I want to see Colin Klein do something creative with that because they're both really good at what they do right now. And I think if you can have both of them on the field, like just causing so much havoc, like I just think Kansas State just has more, I wouldn't say weapons because I think TCU has a lot, but I think defensively they do a thing that TCU doesn't. And that's yeah, where I, I see them winning um, because right now I think their offenses are, like, this is TCU, just a little bit above Kansas State, but they're deep. I disagree. I think TCU's offense is, is far ahead. Because we're not sure who the better quarterback is right now. Right? I think and, it's Max Duggan is definitely the better quarterback. Of those no, no, no. I'm, I'm saying on Kansas State team, we don't know what the better option is. Yeah. I mean, great, like, great job. Look, great job by by him last week. All right? Great job by uh, Will Howard. But we saw this before. Baron Morton looked like an all-star against that Oklahoma State defense in his first game, right? Now, it was weirdly enough, Quinn Ewers looked horrible against it, which was really weird considering how you know how banged up that defense was. But then we saw Baron Morton struggle against Baylor, right? I know Will Howard's an older guy. He's got more experience. But it's not like he, there's not bad tape on Will Howard. They were afraid to let him throw the ball in the past. So this is what I'm wondering now. And, and look, Anytime you beat a team like that, you know you're good. And we know the offense both ways can be good. But they have a serious conundrum on their hands about how to handle this because that, you know, once again, it wasn't all pretty against TCU. It's not like Will Howard's got the hot hand from multiple games. He was throwing ducks in the first half, and he completed a few of them against TCU, and then it didn't look great in the second half, right? He, He was awesome against, he was awesome in the next game against Oklahoma State. Texas is a defense where if you hesitate at all, they're too athletic for you to, to, to keep making mistakes over and over again. That's why I think Spencer Sanders has so much success. Like he is, I mean, when he sees it, he lets it go. He cuts it loose. Um, we'll actually even see if he plays uh, moving forward. I hope he's yeah, I know, yeah, so, we'll get to that in a second, but yeah, but like, um, I, I think this, te- this Texas matchup matchup is really fascinating. I would not be shocked if, if Martinez can go, I wouldn't be shocked if we saw both. But they have to. I think I think right. I also think that's what tripped up Oklahoma State a little bit as well because Mike Gundy is saying, like, oh, Martinez will play, and then Howard plays, and it seems like they didn't know what to do. Right. I and he even like, said it afterwards, right? He said they were they were poorly prepared. That I week. feel like the, the preparation for that was just terrible. But now now like Kansas State has that card in their back pocket, be like, we don't know, you don't know what we're gonna do. And I think right. that is like so confusing at where this part of the season players are worn out, tired, all of these things. And for them to have this, like keeping like 
teams have to now focus on what exactly they need to prepare for. And if they don't put the time in the right places at this point, when players are going to be more tired and more fatigued and anything like this, like that is a Trump card that they have. And that's why right. I think it's so special. Um, um, for for Kansas State, I just I just think it's really special, and it's it's a damn shame that they lost to Tulane and special. I know. Well, it was, and and that might be you know there is your argument for Will Howard, right? I mean, if he's if Adrian Martinez refuses to cut it loose, you know that's why. Look, Tulane's a good team, but we know can like Kansas State is a. I mean, that's a top twenty team for sure. They are talent wise. Like I I, I definitely yes. think this was the year, if any. If they were to reach their maximum potential, if we were to simulate the season a thousand times, their best one could be a college football playoff team, and that's a damn shame. And look, I just like to know this too: they're one one away from their their over on the win total. I've got a I've got a six and a half over ticket on Kansas State, which was ridiculous from the start. Um, so credit to them. Looks like they're on their way. But this this Robbie, let's put a pin in this conversation. Let's revisit it next week because we'll have a lot more answers next week when can after Kansas State plays Texas. Correct. All right. Let's go now to some quarterback issues. Feel really bad for both of these teams. Um, I mean, Texas Tech built up about as much quarterback depth as you could like, and now they've got a problem where nobody knows who's healthy and who's not. And, and these guys don't look good at all, right? They, they, I mean, I feel bad for them all, but they all three, all three of them got in on the interception game last week um, against Baylor. And then Oklahoma State, I mean, here's the thing. Texas Tech is so quarterback reliant, um, and they're very lucky that they've got three guys who can actually perform really well in that offense. We know all three of them can, and it sucks that they're all injured now. Oklahoma State, in a very different way, is dependent on its quarterback, but it's it's dependent on its quarterback, comma, Spencer Sanders. You know what I mean? Like, the quarterback is Spencer Sanders. He has been so fantastic to watch this year, and the last game was not good. But like that was an entire team issue, not just a Spencer issue. Mm-hmm. And um, these two schools have been good stories this year. I think this situation, more so for Oklahoma State, could derail what's happening. I actually think Oklahoma State might could get more derailed and end up with more wins than Texas Tech does. Uh, but their situation could be worse. Spencer just means so much to them. Yeah, and it's it's just really a shame because yeah. I thought he was having just like. The season we all thought he was going to have and for injuries to be like this, like he called himself a tough MFR, and that worked for a lot of weeks. But now it, it seems like uh, I don't know, like there's no update. And I don't think we're going to get an update from Oklahoma State until we see the Vegas. Vegas clearly thinks that he's out. They are a just they're just a two point favorite at Kansas. And I think that line probably reflects the reality. That's the best guess I have. Yep. So it's a damn shame because I think this. Like, I don't think it'll be – maybe he'll play at the end of the season, but this is really the best Spencer Sanders will see, and he right. won't be playing in the Big 12 anymore. So that's a shame. And also when it comes to Oklahoma State, you lose to TCU, you lose to Kansas State, you lose those tiebreakers, and then you play. I mean, they have a relatively easier schedule, but then with these injuries at Kansas, Iowa State, at Oklahoma, West Virginia, those are four easier games. But with what we just saw injury-wise, and, like, that depth is kind of beat up, like, it's a damn shame because I thought Oklahoma State was kind of a pencil in at one point, a pen into the title game. And for Spencer to go down, that's devastating. Yeah, it's a bummer. And uh, that will allow either Gunnar Gundy or Garrett Rangel, whose mother is a fan of the show, uh, to to step Toronto. into the spotlight. 
Um, I believe it's gun. I think he took the snaps last week, but do you see the clip? I love him in rushing. Yeah. You see <laughs> the clip of his hands shaking? I mean, you know, I saw that and a lot of nerves there, obviously. Um, so that situation is difficult. And I mean, Texas Tech, like, we always talk about how important quarterback depth is, but my God, <laughs> like, it's been so good. And last week, I know the quarterbacks didn't play very well. Their offense, they were never going to win the game with the way the offensive line played. They were never going to win that game. Baylor's defensive line, Robbie, I think showed up in a really impressive way last week. Um, but now, I mean, with all three quarterbacks looking as bad as they did, like an average performance from any of them would have yielded, I think, a starter for this week. Now we've got no clue. I, I would keep rolling with Morton if it was me. That's what I. That's the way I would do this. I mean, I think 100%. he's best shot to be your future quarterback. But conundrum, conundrum now for uh, Mr. Zach Kitley. One more word, Mauer. Sponsors on today's show. Today's Locked On Big 12 podcast is brought to you by Bet Online and BetOnline.net. Whether it's basketball, football, or baseball, whatever it else it is you like to bet on, you guys can find at BetOnline and BetOnline.net. Find out all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis of every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, head to BetOnline and BetOnline.net today or use your mobile device. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Yeah, and that was just a poor performance. Like, I don't know what to think of Baylor. Once again, most confusing team in the Big 12. I think they're starting to finally grow a little bit. But Texas Tech, I mean, Baron Morton, 11 for 34, three interceptions, two of the quarterbacks come in. Combined, Tyler Shuck and Donovan Smith, one for four, two interceptions. I mean, like, I, I don't – I understand that if a quarterback is this bad, you try someone else, but you're at the point of the Joey McGuire era, the Zach Kittley offense, and just as a program, I think you just need to roll with Baron Morton. I don't think giving Donovan Smith these, these two pass attempts – are going to be the reason why he doesn't enter the transfer portal. I just, I, I don't understand what you're doing. You got to ride with him through the thick and the bad. Um, and they were in it for a bit until, I mean, Baylor, Christ. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I thought that Joey McGuire mishandled that. And I think moving forward, I think he should just trust Baron Morton. And like, honestly, to Baron Morton, I think we hyped him up way too much. I'm, I still think he's in, like going to be the future of the league for a bit, but he's a redshirt freshman. Like you have right. performance like this, like you do. And yeah, and it, it just happened. I thought that game was a really good snapshot of where Texas tech is and why Joey McGuire was hired. And look, like it's good that he learned that lesson. I, I think he definitely learned the lesson from the game, but Baylor comes in and Baylor has been so weird this year. You know, I talked about it a bunch. It's a big night and they're honoring Mahomes, And it felt like all the pressure was on them. And it makes you realize like, you know, while they were, this was the first time that they really didn't like we, you and I talked about them as kind of being the standard for being good in this league. If you beat them, you feel good. That was not a performance where you like, I didn't think that quality of play was commiserate with what they've been doing all season. And I think that's okay. It's a good lesson. or It's a reminder of like where they have to go. Like for them to be hosting big games at night against good teams and having, you know, and having chances to knock them off and then, have those big games turn into the games like we've seen where it's a Kansas State TCU situation. 
that's mm-hmm. that's you know they, they've got some work to do to get there which is fine yeah yeah no i i i agree with that and um yeah it also is important it's having a good offensive line is important uh baylor had six x uh <laughs> jesus so uh that i think the zach kitley offense is made to like get the ball out quick and they did not do that. And it's really yeah. tough to be successful when your offensive line is bad and they stop the ability to do that. And yeah. you don't really have a running game. Like we think Taj Books and Sriracha Thompson are good, but when it comes to the top of the league, like they're not there. Yeah. They're more they're like the kind of combination backs, right? right. They do a little Texas Tech fans, like you should be at this point. Like no one thought that you were going to be like this team, even four and four. Like the fact that you survived, like you won Texas, you won against Houston, even though Houston is not as good. Like, and you've been competitive, like you're ahead of schedule in my mind. Yeah, I really think I Texas Tech is like either wa- right where they should be or a little bit ahead of schedule. So don't, yeah, don't I, panic. I, I could not be more in agreement with you. They're right where they should be. And, 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 and are you a little bit ahead of schedule? Uh, Richard Reese, future star, Ooh. Dickie Reese, baby, fifth in the league in rushing. And you might say, well, fifth is not great. I mean, anyone here is ahead of him. B. John Robinson. Uh, potential first round pick Deuce Vaughn, potential, you know, player of the year in the league, Kendry Miller, who's having, you know, 6.4 yards per carry. It's pretty casual. Eric Gray who's having an outstanding season. Oh, in Oklahoma. We have not talked enough about Eric Gray. I don't think uh, he's having a great year over there. And then also, and then the fifth is the freshman Richard Reese. And um, you know, there's got to take that job and look, he's not a huge kid, but he towed to the rock the other night, Robbie. I mean, what was it? 36 times, 38 times. That's a lot of trust for Dave Rand to give a guy like that the ball that many times. And I think it, it, it talks about what kind of a player he is. It's also funny, too, because we thought when Gary Bohannon left and his Blake shape in the starter, like, oh, this offense is going to look completely different. And it's like, oh, we have this kid back here. He just, like, explodes, and he's just, like, an amazing runner, and he's just, like, a bullhorn, and he just, like, runs over people. Oh, let's just <laughs> let's just do what we're doing. Let's play really good defense, and let's give this guy the ball. Uh, my take is after Deuce Vaughn and Bijan Robinson leave the league, which I think they will, if Deuce Vaughn comes back, like, good for him but also you're a running back and your window is so short to go to the nfl so i think that's probably gonna happen after those two leave i think it's richard reese's league like when it comes to the running back position he is exceptional he is only a freshman and the fact that he carried the ball 36 times as a freshman like we've been worried if Bijan robinson gets the ball 30 times if like how what his body what will happen to his body and the fact that this freshman is doing this um it was going to be scary. In a year. It did concern me, actually. I was like, oh, my God, Dave, we can't. Come on, you're going to ruin this kid that I've had a career for. Baylor's going to be scary in a year or two. I think they're playing yeah, a lot of young I, players. Um, and I think we're seeing some weapons that aren't there yet, but have potential. Hmm? Baylor's going to be good. Baylor's yeah, not this year. I'm with, I'm with you on that, too. I'm also, a lot of Baylor fans are like, we can still win the Big 12. It's like, shut up. Like, no, you can't. Well, I, they, I, I, they I, technically, I they're not out of this thing yet, right? Um, medically, sure, but like you play your is, final is Kansas State, TCU, Texas. Right. No. The problem is you've lost no. to Oklahoma State and you lost West Virginia. So I guess the, the thing is, everything for them is ahead of them. The problem is everything is ahead of them. They've got too many tough games left. Yeah. So you've got Oklahoma, Kansas State, uh, TCU, and Texas, and OU and Texas both on the road to bookend that. So – Look, you ain't winning all four. Sorry. Any Baylor fan who's in my mentions about this, like, just can you be realistic just for a second? Like, I uh, love Drake Baylor. Drake will play it up. Drake will his job to play it up. That, that I happen. went on his show. I love Drake. He's, like, such, a, he's such an amazing guy. But I was just like, you guys, you just can't do it. I think you're the most confusing team, and I don't think confusing teams win titles. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. All right, Robbie, I know we got to go here. Uh, where can people find you and your work and all of its variety? Big 12 Radio, Sirius XM Channel 375. It's crazy to even think, but uh, host of the Midwest Madness podcast, all things Big 12 basketball, 
happening in a week. Can't believe it. I'm not ready, uh, but I'm trying to be as best as I can. Uh, you can listen to episode right now. Top five questions heading into the Big 12 season. And I touch on every single team. It's a great time. Uh, and follow me at the Triano Kid. Uh, Josh, I love doing this every Tuesday. I just want to let you know that. It's a pleasure, man. I will see you in a couple hours. And folks, we'll see a new episode coming out tomorrow as well.